Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to another Vitology podcast live here on Facebook, uh, live here on YouTube. Um, welcome. If you're joining us, come say hi. Either of those platforms, say hi in the in the chat, and we'd love to reference you and say um, answer questions, anything you got. If you're joining us on our podcast feed, if you found us, awesome. Uh, if you haven't yet found us and you're here on Facebook or YouTube, you can find us at uh, the Vitology Podcast. Um, you can find it's it's an Emmanuel Faith Community Church podcast, and so uh, anywhere you can find your podcast feeds, you can find that. But Ryan, how are you doing? I am doing all right, Josh. Uh, all right, sort of good. Crazy uh, few days in the Paulson household. Yeah, um, I guess so. And, uh, you know, I, I really like doing this, you know, right next to you where I can yeah. see you that way. Um, doing this over screen brings me back memories to the to the good old days. Uh, it we, does, doesn't it? Yeah, when we first started this. Yeah. I don't know if we can call those good old days, actually, because um, what I'm referring yeah. to is the beginning of COVID. Um, you know, so I don't we're, know. We're back. We're back to we're back to where we started. Really, we is, really is are. What this means, yeah, that is. But um, but the big question on everybody's mind is why? Why yes. are we back to where am, we started? And is am I in Italy? No, um, so let me answer <laughs> the second question first. No, the back. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, the backdrop is um, actually my wife's backdrop for teaching. She uses this on the daily as a high school English teacher at Del Norte High School. And uh, so I'm borrowing it for tonight. And uh, no, our um, after 10 months of avoiding COVID, uh, by God's grace, uh, we avoided it no more. And um, <laughs> I found out Sunday after I got home from church and my wife wasn't feeling great. And she went out and got tested that afternoon. And sure enough, has the Rona. And uh, so oh, I went and got tested the next day, obviously, because I'd been in, you know, uh, around a, a number of people uh, at church. And um, yeah. so went first thing Monday morning to get tested. And uh, praise God, I am uh, negative. So which is free, which is positive, which is good. So, <laughs> yeah, um, being negative is positive in this yes. situation. Absolutely. So we are, you know. Uh, sectioned off our home, quarantining in our home, you know, eating dinner at different tables and just trying to make it work. So uh, wow. craziness. Wow. And so you are on a lovely 10 day quarantine. Is that right? Is that 10 day quarantine according to, yeah, the state. And, and obviously I'll get tested before I come back to work and, you know, we're, we're going to play it safe because I, I am around a lot of people. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the wise thing to do, regardless of how many people I'm around. But yeah, we'll play it safe and I'll get another test before I come back. And Lord willing, we'll be clean and ready to go. But uh, and by God's providence, you know, uh, Greg was already scheduled to preach yeah. this weekend. And so he's running with a sermon for this weekend. And um, praise the Lord for that. There you go. All right. You'll you'll join me online, right? <laughs> I will. On yeah. church online. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Look at this. You got a bunch of people joining us here, praying for us. Thank you, Pam and Vicky. All right. Michelle. On. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Michael Lines is praying for us. Thanks, guys. Um, I, this is uh this this is great. So far, um, how is Kelly doing? 
you know, she's doing pretty well. She, okay. it's sort of a, you know, if, if you know, people that have had it, had it, it's weird. It's up and down. And, you know, one moment you think you're doing fine. The next moment you're exhausted and uh, worn out. And so anyway, um, yeah, you could pray for my wife, my mother-in-law and my daughter. It's, it, it, it's a female thing in the Paulson household. So oh, <laughs> all, the, all the boys are doing okay. <laughs> Oh, God. Have you have you separated the house into like a male side and Absolutely. a female side of the house? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like a Jewish synagogue in my house. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, <laughs> Men yeah. and women. Yeah. Jan is. Oh, thanks, Jan. Uh, thanks, you guys. Great. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's great. Um, um, it's great that they're doing okay. Great and, and great that, that uh, the, the boys haven't gotten it um and uh, uh yeah and great that somehow you're able to uh i mean it, it's not great to avoid each other that must be hard it is that must be a, that must be a challenge and even trying to figure out food and trying to figure out <laughs> I, yeah all that uh, that's tough masks inside the house you know oh, all that good stuff oh, masks all the time yeah oh yep. that's brutal that's brutal. Okay. Well, it's our prayers that uh, that you don't get this thing. Um, and uh, that for sure uh, would be would be great. It would be a, a huge blessing. Um, this is it's so weird. I don't know. I mean, I still don't think we really understand how this works. How one person in the household who, by the way, it, my, my understanding, um, Kelly leaves the house a lot less than you do. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. She teaches right here, you know, in in the house, and uh, so yeah, it's man. I, I wish I knew, but you know, we're just we're gonna walk the road and uh, trust the Lord. So there you go, there you go. Well, it uh, it is it is here, everyone. Uh, we, we you know this is one of these things. I think we were we were so worried about it uh, early on, like it was coming. But it clearly it hadn't really kind of made its way here, at least in Escondido. But I met so many people um, here in this city and around this county yeah. that are getting this, and uh, and it's it's uh, it's scary. Um, now, fortunately for uh, for Kelly, this is uh, she's in, in great shape and handling it real well. Um, but it seems like you just yeah. don't know. Just don't know. You just don't yeah, know how it affect you. Yeah, I've heard yep. of, I've heard of you know in shape, you know young young forties that just are sent to the hospital and having a, a ter terrible time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you have some people who can just handle it like it's no big deal. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think, so if we want to tie this into sort of our podcast and yeah. how do we, you know, now all the decisions we made as a church sort of hit a little bit closer to home, you know, and say, all right, how do we care for those that are vulnerable among us and, make the best and wisest decisions we can for not just even our church community, but our whole community. Yeah. And um, it just, uh, it, it brings a lot of those decisions that we've been making over the last 10 months, a little closer to home. And, you know, so um, it's a, it's a journey that we're all on together as a community. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, it, uh, you know, uh, it's been great to be able to have this sort of uh, this this means of doing things. And so um, Ryan is still um, very much hard at work. I've seen him on this uh, this same camera a number of times this week. And uh, 
And so that's the this part of the good news is that we've kind of figured out how to how to work remotely when we need to. And yep. uh, and so um, yeah, the business. Yeah, pra is praise God for technology, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, wow. Well, let's good, jump yeah. in. Let's, let's jump, jump in. in here. Let's jump in here. So, um, as in 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 our uh this this weekly podcast that we've been, you know, we started last year, um, and uh, last few weeks of last year, and this this year so far, we've been trying to tackle each after each uh sermon, we kind of we talk a little bit about where we can go, and uh and and then here on Wednesday nights at six thirty, it's gonna be our um, we're gonna be doing this. Now, for as long as we can, you know, every now and again, there may be a week that we just can't make it. But uh, we're really going to try to to try to dive in a little bit deeper on the sermon and on any questions that you guys have. And and this we're dead serious about this, about anything we could talk about. And we'd love we love the questions. We'd love to answer any of those and try to try to dive in. I'd love it if uh, if you guys try to try to stump us. With something, <laughs> try to try to that wouldn't, that wouldn't yeah. be all that hard. <laughs> um, true, true. Now, I, I I think we'll figure out something to say about it. I, I don't know that it's always going to be the uh, the right answer. <laughs> yeah. That's why we that's why we say question and response, right? <laughs> Not question answer. That's yeah. probably that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I need to need change that. And, and anytime, if you have questions, you can you can message us on any of these platforms on Facebook. Um, I don't know if you really message on YouTube, but um, there's a uh, an email address I want to put on the screen. That's prayer. I didn't mean that one. Questions at efcc.org. I must not have that banner. Questions at efcc.org is where you can send anything, um, any question about anything, you know, whatever you have. Whatever. If you think something would be a great topic to discuss on here and uh, you'd like to join in, that'd be a great way to do it. And uh We'd love to, to answer. Here you go. There's that uh, question at efcc.org. So you can ha have that. Okay. Now, we did get one question in about that was very timely about this week's sermon. But let's start by just taking a look at the sermon this last week. Um, this is the second to last sermon in our series, the, this current series, right? In, uh, yeah. in a couple weeks, we get to start something new, which maybe we'll plug that at the end. Um, but... Uh, but tell us a little bit about uh, about where you were going this week. Yeah, so we're we're in the series that we're calling "Rebuild My Life," and we're exploring areas of our life that we feel like have been I don't know if stolen is a is too strong of a word, dampened by 2020 and the coronavirus and all that happened in that season. And um, you know, as Josh and I were were thinking through this series uh, before we launched it and before 2020 was over we sort of had this idea of what would it look like to take back some of the things that have been stolen in 2020 and, and really press into the spirit and ask God to rebuild some things in our life that are broken down. And as we did that, we were led to the book of Nehemiah that's all about rebuilding. And as we started to read through that, there were some just themes that jumped out to us. And one of the themes was the theme of celebration. Yeah. And uh, Nehemiah chapter 8 I think it's just one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. I love the way that Nehemiah challenges the people um, to stop their weeping, stop their crying. It's like only a man can say that, right? Stop crying and start eating, right? Uh, right. I, just, I love that picture um, of him saying that to the people. But all, all of that in, in a sense of 
and, and under a bigger umbrella of spiritual devotion. That this is a part of our spiritual journey as uh, as Christ followers and and just historically as the people of God. So I pointed out on Sunday uh, that celebration actually is a spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. and um, and and so we could maybe talk about that a little bit, Josh, if we want to. That I don't know that we often have that type of a idea in our mind when we think about spiritual disciplines. I don't uh, usually. And so that's why I wanted to draw this yes. out. It's spiritual the, it, celebrations, the spiritual discipline of intentionally enjoying the gifts of life so that we can more fully enjoy the giver of life. I and, just love um, that. I love that. Th- that intentional enjoying. See, I think um, even the fact is we, we sometimes accidentally enjoy Right, you've yeah. been there where, which is great. Uh, that's a that's a very good thing to do. You know, when all of a sudden a sunset hits you and you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. But but there's a discipline in choosing to enjoy, right? Yeah, and I think too the opposite is true. Also, sometimes we're surprised by joy, to use a, a term coined by C.S. Lewis. Yeah, um, but also, I think sometimes we miss opportunities, like. Mm-hmm. For celebration, I'll give you an example. How many times have you gotten done with a meal and thought to yourself, I don't know if I tasted, really tasted, stopped to taste any of that. And it's Mm. just, you know, tasting is something you have to intentionally do. You can eat a meal without really tasting it. And I think uh, we can live life without really tasting it too. Mm. And, um, And so that's why I felt like there was some fire behind this text for us in this season, because the reality of for Nehemiah was that um, the city in so many ways was still in shambles. That there yeah. was a work in progress. And that's, and that would, you know, that's putting it lightly. And so he pauses to celebrate in the midst of all that's going on and all the rebuilding that still has to be done. Yeah. So yeah. I think if, you know, we said that celebration is lavish so that it's, it's got the sense of extravagance to it. And I think you can do that on a budget, certainly. But regardless, it has to cost us a little bit. It may just cost us time. Um, sure. Uh, I, I think that's that's part of it. But sure. uh, it could cost money. It's intentional. Uh, we said that it's lavish. We said that celebration is transformational, that it actually yeah. does something to us. And, and I think we intuitively know that. I just needed to mm-hmm. name it and show it to us in the scriptures. Like, it's right here, you guys. It, it strengthens us. The joy of the Lord that we enter into through celebration is our strength. Yeah. And um, and so we all know that having a good meal does something to our soul, having friends uh, or family around a dinner table for Christmas or New Year's or Thanksgiving. There's, there's just some power to that that transcends the nutrients and the, the food that's sustaining us. There's a soul mm. sustenance that comes from celebration. And then we yeah. said it's, it's sacred that these are moments yeah. where God seems to enter in and he seems to meet us. And so that was really the, the thrust of our time together this weekend um, uh, on, on campus and online. Yeah. So the, the celebration actually can be a sacred. Now, so that, that kind of brings the back to the passage a little bit full circle, right? Cause, cause here they were, they, the Ezra had read the law, right? Um, and they hadn't heard the law, and there was a sense in them that this was this was mournful for them because um, their 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 immediate response was to to be mournful. But this yeah. is where they tell them, no, 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 don't. 
this isn't a this isn't a time to mourn. We've been given this great gift, and so let's go celebrate, right? Yeah, and we'll learn a little bit more this weekend about why they're mourning. I think, and what what they have in their mind as far as their that what their sin has cost them, Got and yep. the way that that they've betrayed uh, the covenant that they made with God, and all that was very real. Yeah. And, which is why I, I find it so fascinating that they celebrate before they truly confess and repent and reaffirm their devotion to God, that the celebration mm-hmm. happened first. And I don't want to make some grandiose spiritual point about that. I just want to point it out. That's just how it happened. I don't think it's necessarily prescriptive. I think it's descriptive of the way it happened and the way it went down. But all that to say that maybe there's not some sacred order that this has to happen in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know about you, but there, there's something about something about the way that this is described in the, in, in Nehemiah that makes me think this is just a, this is a, a this would be a fun party. Um, but this was a memorable party, right? This is something that they would have, they would have remembered forever. And, uh, and you know, whereas you, you could you could sit there and mourn, I don't know that that holds quite the same memory. That, that doesn't hold like bring to mind the joy. I mean, I can think of so many right. times of the joy of of being with people, and and not you know we're not ex- terribly extravagant people, right? I mean, as far yeah. as like you know having stuff, but but there's uh, there's just ways of of being together and having fun together that that brings memories that are, that are huge. Uh, I I think that's that, that word intentionality is Mm -hmm. just so key. And you see that in things like Thanksgiving, right? There's an intentionality to that time together. There's an intentionality to the meal together. Um, You know, I sort of, I, I introduced our idea of Friday meals, right? Like there's, we we sort of plan our Friday meal and, um, we talk about what we want to eat and we sort of, we, you know, go the extra mile. If we do burgers, we're doing like, like the handmade burgers that you buy the bacon in them and cheese in them and Uh. making homemade jalapeno poppers to go along with it. And like, it doesn't have to be really, really expensive, but it's, it's sort of that, like go the extra mile to make it unique and special. That's sort of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's it's like a, a way to worship. Now, um, then there's a there's a number of things that I wanna I wanna talk about today, but you know as we as we talk about celebration in a time when it's it's hard to have celebrations, like you said in the sermon, like you know, um, ten out of twelve of us have had birthday parties that are yes. COVID birthday party, right? Or, or you know, or the lack thereof, right? And, and sometimes even you know, big milestone birthdays, right? That like yourself. That uh, you thought would have been awesome, but your wife. But here we are. Yeah, my wife had the same. I know. Um, she had. She had the same. Um, yeah, I, I've had a, a COVID birthday, and it doesn't. Uh, just doesn't compare. It's it's difficult. So it it is, it is a strange season to talk about celebration. So I kind of like the idea of being intentional even now about celebrating and, and recognizing that it's not going to be the same kind of, you know, celebration that, that we've known for, you know, all of our life until this year. Right. 
Yeah. And I don't think it has to, I I think that's okay. And it, it'll vary. It always varies, right. Based on who's able to be around the table, based on how many, how many resources we have, how much time we have, all of that. It always varies. I think what I just wanted to do was put a stake in the ground for our community community to say, let's not lose this in the midst of all the other things that we've lost. And the most natural thing for us to do right now is probably to let that go and focus more on just survival. But let's not, let's push into the spiritual discipline of celebration because we believe that God has joy for us even in this season. And we're going to have to find it. We're going to have to peel back some layers of the onion in order to get to it. It's not as readily on the surface as maybe it sometimes can be in our lives. Yeah, that's good. Well, okay. I want to, I mean, in in a few minutes, I I, I do want to ask you a little bit about why, why this hasn't been something that, uh, that, that a lot of Christians have been terribly good at. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that that's that's generally true, that we have not seen celebration as um, as sacred, um, as a discipline, um, yeah. as transformative, you know, any of these things. Um, we just we just haven't. And we've even felt bad about being lavish. So to look at your points there, I mean, that this is where we just haven't done that. Now, I want to get there, but but not yet. Um, before we do. I do want to get to one of our questions because, like, like I said before, um, we we really want to uh, answer questions. We really want to um, to to be talking about the things that you are interested in. And so, um, like I said before, you can write questions at escc.org, and uh, we would love to answer them. This one, this one came from uh, from one of our church members, um, and uh, and this is this is what she wrote. She said this. Um, Celebrating is very hard to do when you find yourself stuck in the valley. Okay, like like the song says, and I, I love that she quoted the song that you sang here. Um, celebrate good times. Celebrate. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, come on, come on. Yeah. So, okay, it the song says that, but she points out it says celebrate good times. Okay, now obviously you you weren't preaching from the song. Um, but good times, she says, that's kind of easy. It's kind of easy to celebrate. But what about when times are not good and, and not likely to get better, as in the case of, of a progressive disease? Yeah. Um, other things are abundant, such as peace, comfort, even joy in trials. She admits that. She knows that. But celebration, she says this, is just not on the menu. Mm. So this is, you know, wow. this is. She wrote this into questions that already doesn't really have a question in it. It's a powerful statement, though, right? Yeah. Well, and I think it's it. It in some ways, it's it's anecdotally like the extreme of what we're all experiencing in this season, right? So totally. that, the most natural thing to do is to say, well, the season isn't for celebration; it's for just mm-hmm. getting through. And you're right, whoever wrote this, totally right. The reason I pointed out the song Celebrate Good Times is because I think that's the way we natural naturally look at it, right? That when times are good, we will celebrate. But one of the things I wanted to do is point out that that wasn't what Nehemiah was doing. He was actually creating a good time through celebration. Now, hmm. um, I don't think that that means that we bury our head in the sand and pretend like everything is hmm. okay. Yeah, but, but 
I also think it means that we intentionally raise our eyes to recognize that not everything is bad. So mm-hmm. that's the tendency in a season that's painful is to miss the moments that are joyful and good. And that in so many ways as human beings, we run these parallel tracks of joy and mourning um, all the time, right? That that's, that's a part of the human experience that things are very rarely ever only good or only bad. And so when we talk about the discipline of celebration, we're choosing to say, we're going to create a banquet in the wilderness sometimes. Um, Let me give you an example. Um, The Jewish people were known, and and this is um, a Holocaust awareness, is it day or month? I forget exactly what it is. It's day today. Um, And um, so I I thought an, an example from the life of the Jewish people would be fitting they actually celebrated um, uh, holidays like Hanukkah Hmm. and other Jewish festivals and feasts to the extent that they could in concentration camps. There's a story that I've read Hmm. about a man who found a block of wood and he built um, a a little tiny menorah to make like a Hanukkah lights. And he put nine little uh, candles on them and they lit them and they, celebrated Hanukkah in secret. Mm. And so I think part of part of celebration, okay, it can be looking back, right? It's it's going, God, you've been faithful. We're going to celebrate your past faithfulness. And so who cares what we're going through right now? Hmm. We're going to celebrate your past faithfulness. Or we can look forward and say, God, we know that you will continue to be faithful or you'll be faithful in the future. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. We will celebrate that. We will celebrate. We will choose to celebrate that. And we're going to pull the past and the future into the present and say, God, in this moment, may this celebration also right here, right now, fill us with joy. Yeah. So I, I think that it, if we have that perspective and we free ourselves from having to ignore the realities of the pain of life, but we also free ourselves to not be consumed by them. Then I think we can find some footholds in celebration that are actually pretty powerful, even yeah. in the valley. Yeah, that's good. Well, to, you know, today is is uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day, and uh, so that that's a that's a great point to bring out in this um, to see that even. I mean, you know, that's always the, in sense, the example of the absolute worst. Um, but even there, they can celebrate. But as uh, Christopher Torres, who's, uh, I believe, um, listening on the way to work, uh, says this, I'm going to sing a, vict- uh, a victory in the midst of the storm. Now, um, and this is, that's the idea that, that, was, that was he saying is that, that we can sing about a victory, um, but it's not necessarily, we're not saying that you need to celebrate a sickness that we need to right. celebrate the, the storm itself. Um, we don't need to celebrate the valley, right? I mean, that that's that's right. not the, um, we don't want to stay in the valley. We, we don't right. want that. But there are other things that we can choose to celebrate. And maybe, just maybe that celebration of, of those truths that you were talking about, of, of our, of our relationships, that we have with people of the, the love that we share, all, any of those things that we can celebrate um, that could even lift us out of the Valley a little bit. Maybe, totally. Right. 
Yeah, or I, I love the idea of um, a banquet in the wilderness, right? Like even mm. if you just picture uh, the <laughs> desert yeah. and having having a, a banquet, having a celebration in the midst of that. Now, yeah. after that celebration is over, you're going to need to keep hiking through the wilderness. It doesn't it doesn't change all of that landscape, but it can change the way that you walk through it. Hmm. And I think that's the power of celebration. Hmm. That's that's by really the way, cool. By yeah. the way, Chris Torres is um, our dog trainer, and he no is awesome. Yes, he's the best. He's so good. And uh, so if you're looking for a good dog trainer, hit Chris up uh, on Facebook. He's awesome. He trains military yeah. and police, military and police dogs. And um, so he's, you know, he's a, a public servant, just a phenomenal guy and really grateful for him. So have a good night at work, Chris. We're grateful for you, man. Yeah, right on, right on. That's cool. Um, so uh, yeah, Gwen says, uh, when you struggle to celebrate, look around because the small things bring much of joy. So, and that, that's something that that's something that this this person that wrote in said um, that they they see that there's abundance in those things, and and what you're saying is don't just just notice that they're there, but celebrate them, right? Yeah, and, and Gwen and I, Gwen and I have um, we we have a unique way that we both do this. Gwen and I have both have an affinity for wearing fun socks. So it's a mini celebration on our feet oh. every single day. Can I get an oh. amen, Gwen? Because amen. The truth is life is too short to wear boring socks. So this I is know. like one of, this is one of my mini celebratory defiances every single day I pull them on. I have this one pair of, of fun socks that is a cornhole sock. And I'm like, these are the most ridiculous thing ever. And I will wear them proudly today, you know? That is awesome. By the way, um, I believe right now I am wearing, I, you, you, you're not going to see this, but I have my Sriracha socks on right here. Oh, yes. Sriracha God. socks. So I'm with you there. Um, I don't have enough fun socks, but I love, there is something about fun socks. There, there you know, that's, that's true. Way so I go. think I, I, I point that out not to call Gwen out. She, she, she posts pictures of her socks anyway. Um, but to say it, it's potentially just the little things in life, right. That you can, that can bring a little bit of joy in the midst of what can be a really, really difficult season and sometimes a difficult life. It's the banquet in the wilderness that we're talking about when we talk about the spiritual discipline of celebration. Yes, yes, yes. Nancy, these are, these are hot socks as she wrote <laughs> <laughs> My rocket socks are hot socks. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Love that. <laughs> um, well, you know, to to the person that wrote that in, um, I thank you so much for writing that question. And and uh, we both want to want to say, if that's you that is sensing that and feeling that, we we uh, we mourn with your loss. This is a, an ongoing loss. Um, we know what that's like, um, but it, we also don't know how, what it is to be in your shoes. And we just recognize that's that's difficult, hard. Um, we want to um, we want to be there for you, pray for you. If you have any any ways you want to reach out and know if we can help, then please, please, please let us know. Absolutely, and, uh, we'd love to be there absolutely. For you. Um, Gwen is wearing Superwoman socks right now. That's that's awesome. Right on, and she is a superwoman now because she's got the socks on. You know, yep, it's all it's all in the socks. So, um, 
Well, cool. And, and you know, uh, that this just, it, this, of course, the, the socks make it somewhat of a, um, it sounds like a silly thing. Um, and and it, at one level, it can be, um, but that intentional, the intentionality of it, of, of saying that, that I'm going to take something, you know, something like, like you mentioned a burger, <laughs> um, that, that is kind of a silly thing, but I'm going, we're going to, we're going to make that, we're going to make it choose to celebrate that. I'm going to choose to celebrate the socks. Even um, I'm going to choose to, to celebrate this, the, a birthday party. You know, I love stories of people who just, you know, go a little bit above and beyond for a kid's birthday party. I've always tried to do that with my kids. Uh, just, just to try and not, not to, do anything expensive or anything, but just to take something on their day and just go just a little bit above their expectations. So they just go oh, like, wow. So it makes a memory for them so that they feel loved. Um, they feel celebrated. And, uh, and that's, that's, I think that's a sacred thing to, to, to celebrate somebody like that. Celebrate all sorts of things. Yeah. Right. And I think, yeah, Josh, that's why I chose the terminology um, spiritual discipline. Mm. One of the things I wanted to do was I, I, my hope in writing the sermon that way was that it would create some cognitive dissonance almost that that people would go, wait, I know what spiritual disciplines are. It's reading your Bible. It's prayer. It's silence. Yeah. It's solitude and celebration that doesn't make the top 10 list of most spiritual disciplines. Right. Yeah. And yet the, it's, it's, there is a transformative power in it. It must be chosen and it is sacred. It, I mean, it's, it checks all of these boxes, right. That of what we would normally call a quote unquote spiritual discipline. It's just not one that we normally think of because we often don't think of spiritual disciplines initially as things that we're going to enjoy. Right, we think of them yeah. as burdens that we bear in order to more fully grow, and yeah. um, and I think that that's probably an inaccurate description or, or perspective oh. on spiritual oh, disciplines yeah. in general. But it certainly doesn't fit for the spiritual discipline of celebration. And my hope was that that would cause people to lean in and go, "I'm not sure." I, so in preaching, I always hope to say something where people go. I'm not sure I'm with you yet, Paulson. I, and and I want them to lean in. I want people to lean in a little bit and go, you're going to have to show me, you're going to have to prove that to me, that that's real. Yeah. You know, and and so that was my hope in calling it a spiritual discipline was to sort of jar people a little bit to go, gosh, I'm not sure I totally agree that throwing a good party is a spiritual discipline. So let's actually dig in and see what the scriptures say about that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, and I, I love the, I love that you do that uh, because it, it also, it's, it's challenging, it's challenging to us, but I think that in, in general, we, we need to be challenged. We need to kind of, uh, we need to rethink a lot of what we're doing, what we have been doing um, that got us this far is not necessarily going to be the same thing that's going to to keep us going. Right. We, we need to be um, thinking in new ways. Um, I yeah. love one of you know one of my um, one of my my favorite books. One of the books that that uh, that helped me to begin um, understanding what spiritual disciplines are um, is a is a is a book that's actually called the Celebration of Discipline. Yeah, that it actually that yes, and 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 he would agree 
that uh, celebration is a discipline, but in, a, in some sense, all the disciplines are there to, to bring us joy, to, yeah. to bring us the, the celebration of God ultimately. Right. And, yeah. and uh, I, I love that we can, we can kind of practice that celebration by, by celebrating the things that he has given us here and now. Yeah. And, and isn't it funny how we often think of as spiritual disciplines as burdens, but really I called, I called celebration a portal to joy on Sunday. Mm. And um, I think every spiritual discipline is that, right? Because mm. if the spiritual discipline leads us to more fully, to be more fully aware of God's presence in our life, right? To more fully walk in the power of the spirit. And if God is the most joyful being in the universe, as C.S. Lewis suggested he is, and I think the scriptures affirm that he mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. then anytime we get closer to God, we get closer to joy. And, yeah. and therefore, a spiritual discipline of celebration is an invitation to joy, to more mm. fully, to being more fully human, but also to being closer and more intimate with our father to experience his love and therefore to know his joy, as Jesus would say in John uh, 15 verses 10 Absolutely. and 11. So I, I think we we need some, I need some retraining on my mind just to go, all right, Lord, help me really believe that that's what the spiritual disciplines are mm. all about. They're, they're portals to joy. They're getting the proverbial uh, sail of our sailboat up in the air to catch the wind of divine joy that's always blowing. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And, and, and all of that, um, this, all of this, I mean, the whole Christian life is, is really about and what this, this podcast is what it's about is about learning to live well. Um, vitology um, is the study of life. And, uh, and, this is this is what we firmly believe is that Jesus came to 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 give us life and give it to us to the full. As I love that NIV says that in John ten ten that life to the full, um, it's mm -hmm. abundant life. Um, and so um, that's the truth. Uh, so Nick Nick's loving this conversation. Um, he asked a question in here, and I love that you guys are asking questions here. Um, we'll we'll take them as they come. Um, but he says, is joy a choice? Or something we obtain through obedience. Now, he, I think there's a. So we'll get to that in a second. But he's almost as a, as if it were mutually exclusive. It's got to be one or the other. But um, or is it just a natural natural uh, product byproduct of of one's devotion to the Lord? Um, he's getting a little philosophical. He says, and uh, I'd love to know our thoughts on this here. So is it is it a choice? And something we obtain through obedience or, or just a natural byproduct. What do you think? Yeah, if I had to choose one or the other, I would say that joy is a byproduct of obedience to Jesus. And I would say that because of John chapter 15. Um, but And by the way, celebration is part of being obedient. So we, we need yeah, to couch yeah. that yeah, yeah. in a bigger uh, conversation also. But listen to John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, I, I just want a quick clarification. I think what, what Jesus is not saying is, if you obey, then I love you. He's What he's saying is, as you obey, 
you make your home in my love, meaning you 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 move and live and have your being with the recognition that you are a loved son or daughter of the king. And so as mm. you obey, you test and see that God is exceedingly good to you and he wants good for you and he does good to mm. you. And so, and then he says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And um, so I, I guess I would say, I, I, I think it's, it's more of a byproduct, but then if we flip over to Philippians chapter three, Paul says, rejoice like he's yeah. commanding it rejoice yeah. no trouble for me to say it again rejoice and it's an imperative it's a command mm -hmm. and um first thessalonians so, 5 16 also rejoice yeah. always rejoice always yeah yeah so I, I i guess i would also say there's also in the new testament lexicon there's no such thing as um I guess that's not true. I was going to say there's no such thing as a disobedient Christian. Uh, that that's not necessarily true. There there always have been, yeah. but we're moving on this journey to be more fully obedient to Christ. That's that's the life of discipleship. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. And I don't know. And, what do you think, Josh? I I I mean I I fully agree. But but if you notice, I I think that what you're saying in some ways is that that uh, it's not an either or necessarily. That actually, yes, joy comes as a byproduct of our obedience, definitely. Um, and and yes, as I think his question added, um, that uh, as a product of our devotion to the Lord. Um, but at the same time, we we do we do need to choose joy. In fact, as you said, that celebration being a part of that obedience, that at some level, even choosing to be joyful is actually. Um, is actually a part of our obedience. Yeah, and and that's so a great point. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a of a both end, but I think both are getting at the the right the right point. Uh, but I do think though the and I'm glad you started with the the byproduct because um, it, if you find yourself not having joy, um, one area to look is you know am I living in am I living in sin? Am I not following what God wants me to do? One hundred percent. You just can't expect to have all of God's blessings if if you're not following God's ways. Correct, and I, I think that's a great point. So to sort of flip it on its head, is it possible to have joy while intentionally living in sin? I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to have the extent of joy that your heavenly Father wants you to have. Yeah. I, I think you can get sort of tastes of it and and sort of go. I think that's it, but I we're certainly we're always missing out on something if we're choosing sin over uh, holiness and obedience and walking in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. That we're just we're always settling for something less than what God really designed us for. Yeah. And so I just I know um, I forget who it was that said this, but um, somebody said a disobedient Christian is one of the most miserable people in the whole world because the Holy Spirit is working on them to bring them back mm -hmm. as second Corinthians chapter seven would say that there's a, a worldly sorrow that leads to death, mm -hmm. but a godly sorrow that leads us to repentance and leads to yeah. life. And so that our, our, the spirit is always working on us to draw us deeper and to more intimate with, uh, with him. And so I yeah. think as we resist that, we also resist joy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
I, you know, the verse we've already kind of referenced, John 10, 10, um, Jesus says that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Uh, that, that that's, he's stealing and killing and destroying life. Jesus came to give us life. And so um, all of that, the sin in our life is going to take away our joy. It's going to take away that experience of life that you're talking about um, in, in everything we do. And so following the way, the way of Jesus is going to be the only way to find joy. Um, I love and that. that. That goes with something that we, we pointed out on uh, this weekend, Josh, was that yeah. um, celebration and joy makes sin look less attractive to us. So that's a symbiotic relationship, right? Like the, yeah. the more satisfied we are in God, the less likely we are Oof. to want to look outside of him to find something to satisfy us, right? So uh, our heart is restless until we find our rest in thee. And when we do find our rest in thee, that's that's uh, St. Augustine. When we do, there's something that's just deeply satisfying that makes us go, gosh, I, 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 wanna, I wanna keep drinking from this well. I don't wanna try to dig my own. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. A few great comments here. Uh, I love uh, Nancy and just wanna shout out to Nancy here. This is a, a strong statement here. Okay, Joey, she's saying is it is a or celebration is a natural product of gratitude or or joy is what she's saying. I think answering Nick's question, um, even if just for a cup of coffee during chemo, oh, or a doggy during isolation, or an activity that we treat as a celebration of gratitude, hence joy. Um, chemo lesson for me. So here she is going through chemo um, and uh, still able to find joy and a cup of coffee and a doggy. Well, hey, blessings to you, Nancy. Um, that's, yeah. a, that's a great example. Sometimes those uh, those testimonies like that are more powerful than, than anything we can say. So um, well done, Nancy. Well yeah. Done. Thanks for sharing, Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Praying for you if that's a road you're still walking right now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how you doing? This is here again in today's world. We must remember to wake up each morning and make it a priority to choose joy. Um, mm -hmm. There's always something to, to be joyful about. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I think one of the more formative practices that I've embraced, Josh, is, um, and and one of the things I wanted, I felt Jesus challenging me on this this year. So I've, I've just been doing this for the last few weeks here, but um, is to become a person of gratitude in order, deeper gratitude, in order to try to silence my inner cynic. Um, so I have, I have a tendency, especially when I get tired or stressed out, I can tell you what's wrong with everything. Mm, mm. Okay. And I just sensed that Jesus wanted me to, <laughs> um, to address that, you know, as, as a disciple to say, this is an area of my life that he's inviting me to grow and some areas he's inviting me to find freedom. And so one of the ways I'm trying to address my inner cynic is by, uh, just listing three things in the morning that I'm grateful for. And um, it's been a great practice. And what I find is that the more I practice gratitude, the less room I have to practice cynicism. And the more I find myself seeing more and more things to be grateful for. It's this oh. like self-perpetuating discipline that is uh, actually pretty beautiful. So that's good. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, uh, by the way, uh, just to be clear, Nancy wants us to know, that was years ago, and she's oh, doing just God. fine. So praise the Lord, Nancy. Goes, um, um, yeah, sorry for making it sound like that was there. But um, hey, uh, 
Okay, man, we this is this has been a great conversation, Ryan. Um, we're not done yet because I I really want to uh I really want to ask one question, and I I don't think I don't think I've left really enough time to to go there all the way. Um, but I had mentioned earlier uh, that that we as Christians, um, not only have we not seen celebration as a discipline, as a potential, as a spiritual activity, right? As a, as an opportunity for us to, to worship there. But actually we've almost done the opposite that we've actually retreated from that and been a little bit weary of, and worried that we might overdo it. And so we've been, you know, cautious about celebration. Um, what do you think is going on there? Why, why do you think that is? Yeah. I, I mean, I, one, I would say I don't fully know what's going on there, but let me take my best guess at, at maybe um, there's there's two sort of competing Greek philosophies, right, uh, that represent two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, one is Epicureanism, which is the 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 seeking out of earthly pleasures, right? Yeah. yeah. And the the other is uh, Stoicism, right? which is essentially like to be a stoic, right? So not a lot of emotion. We're not going to enjoy things too much. We just want to keep things the, the the best way to achieve joy and happiness and vitality in life is by eliminating your desires. So don't feed that and don't go there. And eventually you'll really truly be happy. You just, your face won't show it, you know? Um, and I, for whatever reason, I, I think, part of this goes back to some of our, the history in the U S of like um, the Puritans, they, they weren't exactly known as great partiers. They were more, they were more that stoic stream. And um, in large part, I mean, think of what we, when we think about maturity, we think about somebody who's put together. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is represented. Even if you go and watch a Jesus movie, right. Very rarely. And I, th I think like the chosen and some others more recently have done a better job, but yes. very rarely is Jesus um, funny. Yes. Very rarely does Jesus laugh. I mean, you you watch those movies and you sort of go, "Gosh, where's John the Baptist? Like that guy seemed like he was a riot. Like not yes. not in the best. Like at least he was interesting. Like Jesus is very like, oh know, yeah." I'm Jesus. I've got to be serious. And as I read through the scriptures, one rabbis were not that way. They certainly were serious, but they were also hilarious and people uh, wanted to be around them. There's a reason that people wanted to follow rabbis. They were yeah. fun, engaging people. And Jesus yes. is the epitome of every good thing in that. Right. Yes. So, I, I think that's a great point because it's not like back then people in general were just more serious. You know, because I think you're right. That, that we we assume that that everybody was serious, but but the fact is, would would we really follow someone around who was always serious serious like that all the time? I, I doubt it. I think that's a great point. That that yeah, that Jesus attracted people, and I think the same thing that attracted you know attracts us today is going to be the same type of thing that attracted them back then, right? Yeah, I think so, and I think so when. Followers of Jesus sort of uh, correctly identified that Epicureanism was not the way to live huh. the devoted, faithful life. Okay. They unfortunately decided that Stoicism was, right? Nice. And so I think they felt like we have to choose between these two polarities. And so it's definitely not Epicureanism. 
And so mm. let's choose stoicism. That'll be the way that we go. And, and we can see that the way that that was even uh, reinforced in seasons of like monasticism, right? The monastic life, the detached life, that's really the spiritual life. And um, the problem with that is it, it just wasn't the Jesus life. And he's our mm. curriculum. He's our model. And um, he, as we pointed out on Sunday, he was accused, wrongly accused, I would add, of being a glutton and a drunkard, right? Yeah. Like he was not a, if he was not a stoic, I will tell you that much. He, he's, yeah. he, he also wasn't an Epicurean, but he was no. not a stoic, right? And so there's some middle ground that I believe that, that followers of Jesus can and should rightfully identify and claim as their ground where they say, we're going to intentionally enjoy the things of God so that we can more enjoy yeah. God himself, that that's, yes. that's the goal. Yes. I love that. As I think of that, that the, there's a sense in which the, the Epicurean is saying that, you know, uh, this is the most important because, you know, filling my belly and, you know, filling all of these drives, it's all about physical and stuff. Whereas the the, the stoic is kind of, you know, it's more like, no, avoid this stuff because it's bad. And and this is, and it's all about like the spiritual or the thought life. And, and this is where so beautifully, and especially in those days where those were the kind of dominant views in that time, those, those, both of those are mentioned in the book of Acts and Acts 17, um, that Paul is dealing with those two um, philosophies that in that time it's 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 a Christian philosophy that that says that no 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 that actually that it's not about the one or the other but in Jesus even even the even the the physical is made holy and uh, and there's this this unity of of of, uh, of who we are is so much more than one or the other than either extreme it's about yes. yeah. It, it, it's right. He splits right down the middle in a sense, in totally. a way that only Jesus can. Or he pulls them both in to, yeah. to redeem them under the lordship oh. of Christ. Right. That, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's like it's each all of these things in their place um, mm -hmm. are to be enjoyed. Right. Whether it's yeah, silence is is good and being serious is good and laughing is good and having a good steak is good and 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 but it's all it's 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 always good and it's only good as we enjoy it as a gift of the creator recognizing his goodness to us in all things and in that way it becomes worship and in that way it we refuse hedonism and idolatry and stoicism and we engage in Christian worship, which is enjoying the things of God in a way that allow us to reflect on the giver of it all. Yes. For him, from him, yes. through him, and to him are all things. Yes. And uh, just because um, we we really like questions, and I'd actually, um, I'm about to bring up something that will probably will probably like bring up more questions than answers and we don't have time to answer. And so if you want to talk more about this, you're going to have to write in, you have to write in and ask a question at questions at efcc.org. But um, I just love in that passage, not only does, is there a command by here, Nehemiah, Ezra and the Levites, right? That the priests of that time, the command is 
eat the fat, right? You said, you know, eat the, the best parts of the meat. And then they actually say, drink sweet wine. Mm. Drink sweet wine. That's another one that we, we get a little uncomfortable. We get a little uncomfortable, we being the church, the Christians. Um, we don't talk about that much, but the Bible talks actually a lot more about wine than we think. And it's actually a lot more positive than negative. Well, it's typically um, it, it's typically metaphorical of joy in so many ways, yeah. and um, so yeah, I, I think if we if we look at those polarities we talked about, Josh, of like mm -hmm. the the Stoic and the Epicurean, I think we could apply and just lay over alcohol or wine yep. right on yep. top of that, right? To say, yep, there's two approaches to that. Uh, there's two extremes, and and I would just certainly want to say, even though we don't have time to dive into this in a lot of detail, um, for some people, it's really, really unhealthy for them to drink at all, period, yes. right? So, um, yeah. and, and that was probably true for people in Israel during Nehemiah's day as well. And so, you know, it wasn't a blanket statement, everybody has to do this regardless of whether you have addictive tendencies or personalities or you're in recovery or whatever. No, that's not what he's saying. Um, but on a whole, yeah, the, the scriptures, posture and perspective on this is moderation, right? Is yeah. don't be, uh, certainly drunkenness is a sin, um, to be aware of the people around you. So don't cause another brother or sister to stumble. And if all of those things are in place and you're able to navigate that, then absolutely enjoy. Uh, if, if sweet wine's your thing, go for sweet wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet one. If, or if an IPA, beer? if that's your okay, thing. bitter beer. All right, yeah, no. you know. All right, think, yeah, yeah. Moderation is, is key. Um, paying attention to the quote-unquote weaker brother, or just the people that are going to be influenced by you—that that's a key. Also, understanding yourself and um, whether or not you have a propensity for addiction—that's that's huge. That's huge, and so all of that needs to be done with. That and understanding that it it causes it causes a lot of problems, um, and and we could talk more about this. So many of our problems are actually caused in a lot of ways by alcohol and the abuse of it, um, people abusing it, and so. But yet at the same time, the scriptures are are full of a more nuanced understanding of, they of alcohol. And actually, um, that's one of the things that uh, I I grew up not realizing that until it's like a lot of these things you don't you don't realize it until you actually read the scriptures right yeah. you, you you realize wow um the the scriptures um come at life in a very um very nuanced is the idea very very much understanding of the way that that people live it's not just yeah. a bunch of rules um there's yeah. definitely some some cautions in scripture for sure um but it's also like you said it's a sign of blessing even a sign of heaven uh, in some ways. And so yeah. we, uh, I, I wanted to kind of slip that in there just to kind of, you know, see if any questions come, um, because that's a, that is an interesting one to talk through. So, um, so oh, Ryan, this is, this has been a great conversation and it's actually worked really well, um, being a little bit apart, but, uh, it's been, been really fun. Uh, it has been fun. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of makes me want to go celebrate. Gosh, 
I know. I wish I could be around people. <laughs> <laughs> you and your boys. I'd settle for my, just my whole family right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. The unclean house. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Well, well anyway, well, I, we're all glad just in case anyone's catching, uh, jumping in later. Uh, we're all glad you are doing just fine. It sounds like, um, you know, the, your, your wife is doing good. Um, yeah, so far. So we'll keep praying. We'll keep praying that you stay healthy and uh, that you Thanks, get back guys. to us real soon. Yep. All right. Well, okay. Uh, Ryan, any, any last words you have for us today? No, this is a message that um, we should apply. So uh, throw, what was it? Uh, I, I had three suggestions, turn a meal into a celebration, yes. practice joy stacking the Sabbath. Like just try that this week. You, you're going to love it. You're going to, you're going to go, this is, this should be something that we do every week. And the Bible would say, you're right. Um, yeah. Or plan a party, plan a vacation, get something on the calendar that you start looking forward to and just see what it does to your soul. So yeah. don't just yeah. hear the word, do it. Go do it. I love that you said, I, this is something I wrote down. You said that good news is our foundation. Therefore, there's always cause for celebration because we're celebrating and we can celebrate that good news. What, a, what a, a great message. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for, for joining us in this 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 journey that we're, we're, we're on trying to understand uh, this journey of life and, uh, and try to live it well. And we pray that that would be the same for you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless everybody. Yep. Take care. We'll see you. Have a great week.